This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined from Whakatane by Mawera Karatai. Kura Mawera. Kura Sam, how are you? Going very well indeed. Just like in the first lockdown, we had an incredible late summer. We're having an incredible late summer now, and I realise it's got climate change implications, but gosh, it's nice. It is nice, but do you know what's weird about this one is like last year we had days that got up to kind of near 40 degrees, and we haven't had anything like that this summer. It's been different, different kind of summer, very wet and not as hot, much more bearable. I can't remember the last time it rained. Happy to send some down your way, (laughs) Sam. (laughs) And who are we introducing today? Uh, It is my absolute pleasure to introduce Heidi Renata. Heidi is the founder uh, and the chief energy officer of Innovate HQ and uh, I've been reading about the stuff that you're doing Heidi and you're amazing and it's really lovely to have you on the show today thanks for joining us. Oh kia ora and thank you for that lovely um, that lovely feedback it's lovely to be here. <laughs> kia ora, Heidi welcome back Heidi you were on the show just after the first lockdown two years ago now just just slightly less than two years ago so we were just coming out of that first bubble. How has the in and out of bubbles since then gone? <laughs> well, I feel like the last two years has been, what do you want to call it? Almost like a time warp. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of explaining the last two years, I go, hang on, what year are we in? So I get a little bit stuck and or a little bit confused sometimes about what year we're in. But um, it's been, I guess, a very transformative couple of years since last speaking with you. Um, from our last corridor back in 2020, um, we were um, in residence at our co-working hub in uh, Vogel Street. Um, and later that year, we actually um, pivoted or transitioned our business um, into, we relinquished the actual co-working part of it and expanded um, our other two divisions, which is in, uh, which is Manovation, which is all around consulting for co-working and working um, with uh, executive leadership teams, and then we have Mana Nations, which is the uh, foundation for leadership and entrepreneurship, where we have we, we design programs for rangatahi, uh, Fano, and then everybody else. <laughs> yeah, and also we have a partnership um, called Kornaki with the uh, University of Otago. That all sounds so cool, Manovation. That's all. Cool. So that is. That's co-working, but it's co-working. You you were describing your physical space as the what, what was it? The innovation marae was that? Is that the term you're using? Oh, business business marae, yeah. <laughs> so is it is it using those ideas? 
It is, I guess, in the sense that we, we put culture at the heart of everything that we do. So we base a lot of our, um, I guess, the curation of spaces around culture. Because I think it's what distinguishes a space, and especially from a Māori perspective, and even from Scottish and Irish, to having that wonderful, I guess, almost like the tribal slash clan vibe that we can set up um, in, in particular spaces. So I'm, I'm currently working on the brand new um, Clutha Community Hub, which is $22 million build and I've been working on that for the last three years and I've helped set up other co-working spaces here and uh, and overseas um, and then I also sit on the um, New Zealand panel for NZQA for Māori uh, for the tertiary sector and then amongst all of that we do um, I work and do a lot of stuff in um, executive leadership programs as well so that's that's one part of I guess the one of the divisions yeah and the, the the co-working spaces has have you been able to translate that to the virtual co-working spaces, or is it so t- totally different? It doesn't work. You know what? It's really really good question, actually, because I mean I've been sort of working remotely for the last few years. I mean my background's in Vodafone New Zealand. I had a thirteen year tenure with them, and we were mobilising workforce as well back in the nineteen nineties, early two thousands. So it's kind of ironic that twenty 20 years later, we're forced into this by this, I won't mention the word, because <laughs> I think it's that's been overused quite a bit. We'll call it the forced pause, or I call it the forced pause, um, where I guess we had to really transform the way we work. Um, and with that, it's really interesting because I'm working with a um, group of wahine uh, down here who are looking at setting up a, um, a co-working space. And, and one of the biggest things I sort of said to them was, you know, with my own personal experience, it's like, you know, build your community first. And then if you want to get into having a physical um, environment, you know, it, it makes life a little bit easier. I mean, when we started, when we set out in uh, 2015, no one knew of co-working. Um, so we were kind of a bit of a, what do you call it, um, a novelty when we first arrived, but you could almost say a novelty and almost kind of a very audacious thing to do, which was uh, audacious in the sense that <laughs> um, if I knew the work that I was going to be cut out for, I probably would have <laughs> had a second second thought about it. But I mean, I guess we had the privilege of welcoming over 20,000 manuhiri to the space over that period of time. Uh, and I think, you know, one of the coolest things the most important thing for me was being able to create a community. Um, first and foremost, kanui ki te kanui in person first. I think that's the way we tend to like, like building stuff and, and building relationships. And then ultimately beyond that, the ability to, if you can do it in person, it makes it a little bit easier virtually, ironically. Um, and so I guess now one of the things is, I mean, I do most of my uh, mahi that I do now is actually online. And I, I do love it because you kind of get to pick and choose. I guess the uh, the formats you're going to use, I'd have to say virtual keeps things on track. <laughs> so <laughs> you get an hour to do it or whatever you get. And I, I think we tend to get a lot more done. We're a lot more specific. Well, I feel that I am a lot more specific on, on virtual. And I think, um, and the other thing around it as well is that it's the ability to expand your network. So you can be global, you know, like, talking to Mariwa and uh, up in the beautiful Fakatane for reference. I love it. I've only actually been up there once as I was traveling through to Gisborne, but what a beautiful, what f- beautiful fenua up there. So I can't wait to come back up. But um, 
you know, I love the idea that we're expanding our minds and broadening our horizons and our mindsets around the audience that we're trying to engage. A big part of the the business development that you were doing was bringing that that Te Ao Māori to business and focusing on those sorts of values. Manaki Tanga, like you, the, in the physical space, you have brought the kitchen to the front. Yes. Are you <laughs> are you finding ways to do that? In other, yeah, like are we going to see that in what was it the the Balclutha place? Um, that's the intentions. Obviously, we're not mana whenua, so mana whenua te on Napui. So um, I guess mana, mana whenua always take uh, first precedence on this sort of stuff. So it's been wonderful. They've had a lot of influence in this. I guess my role would be to my role has been to encourage the the relationships. Uh, with mana whenua, which is awesome, and apparently they've got a wonderful working relationship, which is great. And then above and beyond that, the work that we do obviously complements um, our traditions and our rituals in, in the South Otago regions. So, yeah, I think in the sense that when we think of from a te ao Māori perspective, when I was growing up, it was interesting because we didn't speak um, um, te reo Māori as a first language. I'm a, English is my first language, and my father was fluent, but he would be... Um, how would you call it? Dad would come in with the te, uh, te reo Māori when <laughs> he had a point to make. <laughs> or if there was a, you know, uh, there was just a reminder about certain things. Um, but a lot of what we did was kind of, it didn't necessarily, because when we were growing up, we weren't really allowed to speak it without, you know, I guess upsetting people. So we kind of did it in more of a, it was more of a behavior for us. So it wasn't until later in life and I went, oh, you know, like I remember a, a, um, a wahine, she was one of my business coaches, a bit about business mentors that came into our whare at um, Vogel Street at Innovate HQ. And she said, you know, I, she said, you do things really different in here and I don't think you realize it. And I went, what do you mean? What do you mean I do it different? It's just how we roll. As in, just I didn't think of it as necessarily a Maori way. It was almost just like an intrinsic way that we sort of did stuff with the manakitanga and and also you know kitchen at the front door. I mean, who used to who puts a kitchen in the office at the front door? <laughs> <laughs> but what that did, you know, we one thing we always realised is kai connects. So if you're going to look at building and forming these relationships, you got to make them feel welcome first and foremost. So I'll call it all the real subtle the subtle, I guess, behaviours, rituals, traditions that we had um, that was kind of reinforced to me when I opened up the space and everyone's like, you know, you do things a little bit differently. And uh, I'm still very much a student in in in, uh, in Māori, being Māori. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I seek that guidance um, from our kaumatua and all of my wonderful kaiako that I'm surrounded by. But, you know, I think intrinsically it's... It, it's always been something that's part of me. And my mother's Pākehā, but I'll tell you what, she, I, I think sometimes she's more Māori than I am because she's just got that way. <laughs> she's got that way about her, you know? So, and she understands all the manaki-tanga stuff and gets really hoha if, um, you know, there's we don't, um, you know, she loves to be able to host and there's always going to be kai and something to drink. And so, you know, I think she's been challenged at times where, relations that she's or you know clubs that she's been part of and suddenly they decide oh no we're not going to put on the kai for afternoon tea so she's like what why would you do that so you know that's kind of a little thing but it's I think the the subtleties of that is incredibly powerful and enriching for relationships yeah 
I want to hear more about Mana Rangatahi, but let's have a song first. Let's have a dynamic hypnotics. Soul kind of feeling. Why this one? Oh, it's just my vibe. Um, I just started, it's, it's funny, I was looking through my Spotify today and I was like, what could I have? Because I'm really random. So, and I just, that was one of my first in my list. I was like, yeah, that's me. That's, that's the vibe today. So, and I, I've always loved it. It's just a soul and feeling 
Heidi, having a look at the mana rangatahi kete uh, looks like an amazing resource for that, and probably there's never been a more important time than right now for our young people to have such a resource. Will you tell us about mana rangatahi kete? Yeah, sure, and thank you for that, um, Namahi, for that you know lovely uh, that lovely feedback. Um, to be honest, it was a dream I never thought I was actually going to realise. Um, it had never been something I'd ever fully considered. Um, and uh, with my work that I do with um, in the startup community, I was approached back in 2019 um, by Startup Dunedin, um, who were in partnership with MYD, um, Ministry of Youth Development, sorry, um, who, who wanted to get... Um, look at um, inspiring more youth into entrepreneurship and uh, we were we were due to launch that which was going to be a one-day event we had a hundred rangatahi went to reach down here in the region down in uh, Otiputi um, and that was scheduled to go uh, live at the beginning of March 2020. It was good timing. So, <laughs> good, good timing so you know it happened two weeks later <laughs> um, which completely transformed everybody's lives um, and of course at that particular point in the context I'd taken on this project from scratch. So there hadn't been anything out there like it. And I guess one of the luxuries I had with the forced pause is I had time to sit back and reflect um, because I wasn't distracted doing my other stuff. And um, listening, you know, listening to a lot of the messages that were coming out um, from Rangatahi and even just around the world and just people in general, I thought, man, how are we going to, how are we going to get through this? There's a lot of disheartened people, a lot of disheartened, you know, humanity had been, completely flipped and I thought you know at that stage you know the the kaupapa before it um for mararangatahi was to get youth into entrepreneurship and I thought yeah I don't know I feel I kind of feel like it needs more than that and um I guess one of the things that sort of came out of it was my reflection on I guess my journey as a as a wahinepreneur um and you know what what kids really want to know and I guess they want to know the truth and so that took me on a journey of actually writing, um, writing up a program. We had a pilot coming off the back of lockdown. I knew we had a different landscape that we're dealing in. And I thought, I, I can't go into this kaupapa with just focusing on entrepreneurship. But you know what? Entrepreneurship is highly transferable. So if I can teach these kids, our youth, to consider, to, to think, you know, to um, have, um, to develop critical thinking, it will, I guess, enhance their resilience. I, and I always get, I always sort of struggle with that whole resilience conversation in the sense of to, you know, enhance or encourage or whatever yeah, resilience. And so we piloted back in 2020 with about eight rangatahi. Um, and within, and literally that consisted of um, the, you know, basically eight of us in this group. And I was freestyling this because I thought, I just want to meet these, I, I want to meet these ones. I want to do the market research. So to Totoku, I guess, a bit of what you do, Mariwa, is, um, you know, I wanted to research because I could assume a lot of stuff. And um, and I thought, no, I, I want to really get a feel for what's going on at this moment in time, especially at that moment in time. And um, one of the biggest things that was really critical for me, and it was a journey that I went on, um, was the core IO. It's who am I? Because, you know, we can't just go straight into becoming an entrepreneur or going into being an employer without actually understanding who we are and where we come from. So that is the basis. It's the foundation of it. It's um, be, it's starting from scratch, starting from the foundations of who am I discovering, um, who we are, and you know, encouraging that cultural journey and whatever cultural um, pathway that takes you on. Um, and within the first, we were holding workshops twice a week um, for twelve weeks, 
And before the program ended, uh, all of our rangatahi had either one started their bone business, to the, or half of them had actually started, um, had been employed, um, had received full-time employment. The other um, 40 percent had started their own business and were generating revenue, um, and then the remainder had uh, re renewed or re um, had registered um, for further training and education. So I thought, oh, I like that outcome. Let's <laughs> let's sort of get you know let's um tweak that a little bit and then over the following year um we just took on more and again it was all around really listening in on i guess the impact that we could have and um over the, i guess at an 18 month period we saw just over 135 rangatahi in different capacity we didn't necessarily do the the full-time course but i guess the essence of it was born the ingredients of it was born and then at the end last year um, I had an opportunity to um, work um, to, I guess, look at getting some funding with Otago Community Trust, and we partnered with um, Transition to Work, so they're our sponsor because we're, we're a commercial entity, so um, we partnered with uh, Transition to Work Trust, and uh, we received $300,000 for the next two years, for 2022 and 2023, and within that was, a, a I guess, a budget that I could um, evolve what I'd learnt and apply that into a, a digital kite, which is literally the the course. Or I've put all of the course, course content on there. Um, I thought, you know what? Because um, you know, I had some people going, "Why would you do that? It's copyright." I said, "Look, if they want to steal my work, that's good news for me. You know, that's I don't mind. Um, I'm not going to get precious about it because I am. You know, I'm very um, confident that I guess." You know the energy, the the wider that's attached to this is much deeper and stronger. So, and if it can reach as many people as possible, then you know I'm, you know, that's what I want to be able to achieve. So with that, um, what it also did is, um, I was lucky because my brother owns um, a company called uh, media production company called Kiwa Digital. He's based up in Tamaki Makoto, and so they specialise in all this wonderful technology. So we partnered. Uh, to achieve this. I wrote all the content. Uh, for reference, I'd never written a program before in my life. Um, and and they were able to adapt it. They were able to adapt it into what is now the uh, the beautiful Manarangatahi app, which launched um, globally last Wednesday. Um, and we launched it at my old home school at Tokomarero High School in Milton. You know, I wanted to take it home so these kids could, you know, have a little, you know, I guess have that reminder that even from a small town, you can still have, you know, these these global ambitions. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I hope I answered that. That's a, that's a really kind of quick and sort of probably. <laughs> uh, that big, was a big... That's a beautiful answer. If <laughs> we, if you had, what what sort of feedback do you hope to get from it? Like, if if a if a rangatahi was out there, came across the app, was using it, what do you hope to hear from? Well, one, that they've actually got a resource that is hopefully, um, I tried to make it as simple as possible. And that I, I guess there's a bit, of, um, a bit of a caveat with that is I wanted it to be simple, but I also wanted to test them. And, and one of the conversations that we'd had that had come up is like, oh, don't use too flash of words. And I'm like, no, nah, look, you know what? I want to uplift them because I was taught vocabulary because of, I, I would want to understand a word if I saw it. So I guess in some cases I've tried to remove it i guess a lot of the extra flash words or the highly complicated words that we would use in i guess an executive speak and make it as hum humane as possible for anyone that was watching and um or, or, or being able to read through it the the other thing about it is marewa is the i wanted to speak to all 
learning and communication styles. We've also got the bicultural nuance. So there is also within that, we've got basic te reo Māori and the tikanga of our manarangatahi culture. And you can actually learn your pipiha in a really sort of nice, simple way and then share it with your mates. So a lot of feedback initially I'm getting is um, it's a 71 page document that's been <laughs> chucked on a, uh, on an app. <laughs> um, and Kiwa Digital have actually never done a program before. Um, like this. So this is the first one. So no pressure. Eh? Um, <laughs> um, and the hope is that they feel like, you know, one, the luxury we have with that app is it's it's available to anyone, anywhere, anytime. Um, it is all of basically my heart in that document um, or that resource. You know, there's the head, but the heart wrote it. Um, and they can walk away and go, you know what we asked, you know, we are similar um, at the, at the, um, at the core of it all you know it's that journey of self-discovery it's being able to appreciate who we are and then ultimately how we can deploy that into one entrepreneurship two employment three further training and education and then four or simultaneously is leadership so we you know i really want to put the widow it's like a widow out to these young ones to say hey look take up this challenge join us join the whanau um and they can either do it on their own or they can sign up to go through the fully facilitated program with me. And we have 50 uh, vacancies. Well, I, I say that now we probably don't have 50 vacancies now. <laughs> I think it's probably, <laughs> I think we've already filled over half of those already. Um, but we have, we do have 50 vacancies that are allocated each year to this year and next year that we can take them through the fully facilitated course. Um, but ideally, Mawera is the for them, I want them to feel like they belong somewhere, uh, a sense of connection, um, and with the hope that we can give them skills and resources um, that they can employ and deploy into specific pathways. Yeah. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokanui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā I hope you're all having stable superstars in your beloved universes. I really hope wherever you are and whatever's happening around this journey that we're all on together is proving to be very, very sustaining and illuminating for you each day. Who you are, a triumph of nature's art, perfect, unique and here is better. Thank you. Now I know that for all of us, the last more than two years have been a very trying and difficult time. We've learned so much in this time. We've grown so much in this time. And I feel that we should feel a great sense of triumph and accomplishment at how far we have come together and how well we have managed to navigate all of these new and unexpected obstacles that have arisen. I know that for myself, there's just so much that has changed. And in this way, of course, not only have those things for me personally changed, but for the world around me in my life, there's been so many flow on a family change that have taken place. I talk to you now from my car office, Royal Pearl, at my heart's home, Otakunui Eco Sanctuary. I'm gazing out over my highly adorned dashboard towards some beautiful plantings which have been growing over the last 13 since I've been. I can see Kaka, Kainakloa, I can see Takoka, the cabbage tree, I can see Kaprosma, Kapoka, I can see Toy Toy, all of the beautiful life forms flourish. And as I talk to you, birds are flying and feeding from the fruits and the nectar and the seeds that all these beautiful plants. And of course, the living world for me always returns that sense of comfort, that sense of belonging, 
that sense of knowing, that sense of connection, that sense of oneness, and that sense of peace. So I really hope for you at this time, whatever's happening around you, and you're having the opportunity to reconnect with the natural world, with the living world. Of course, that we are an integral part of co-evolving alongside, that we are inextricably enmeshed with, and with whom we are dancing, with whom we are talking with all life in and in this way. So today, as I think I told you, I have the beautiful Sawyers Bay School visiting me, and this is a wonderful return for me. I have 26 very beautiful year one and two children visiting me, and this is very exciting. And I got to visit them last week, and they were all full of joy and life and enthusiasm and energy, and they were all jumping up and down, and we were dressing up the teacher as a Kiwi, and it was all very, very exciting. And so today they're actually coming to visit me, and I have my beautiful trumpet player from Tahu and the Tucker who's joining me. He's just arrived in his car beside me, and you might be able to hear beautiful world music rhythm joining with my voice now. And we will be teaching them together today. So this is another exciting reunion. He hasn't worked for me for a number of years, but having him come back is really, really exciting. So I hope for you in a similar way, as much as there is the new, the unexpected, the unexperienced, that there is also a return to what you know and love, that there is also that exchange taking place between parts of yourself that have come forward only recently and parts of yourself that maybe haven't come forward for quite a long time. It's a fascinating journey that we're on together and I'm so honoured and privileged to be part of this show. So a huge thank you Sam and the whole Blowing Bubbles team and all of you for having me and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Heidi Renata. Heidi, uh, one of the things we talk, we, well, actually, the, there's a lot of what you've talked about tonight that we talk a, about a lot on the show. Um, in particular, one of those things is the need for our rangatahi to have a kind of a pathway plan through life um, that's set uh, right from when they're really little, sort of four or five-year-old, getting them to start to imagine a future for themselves. Um, because if you don't know where you're going, then where are you going? Mm. And, I'd see that this is going to this is going to help with the dangatahi um, for them to be able to start visioning a future for themselves. Is that what you intended? Hundred percent, and that they can influence our tamariki as well. So, in theory, the the foundation of this entire program is is ageless. To be fair, I've kind of written it as as ageless as I possibly can. I mean, it is labelled manarangatahi, um, but that was really what I'll call the the influence that created the I guess the big picture. So. Um, I mean, one of the things that's really important for me with, with the rangatahi is they get to exercise and demonstrate some of their leadership because when you see them doing that, man, their whole confidence and self-esteem lifts. And when they know that they can contribute to their peers and all their, um, uh, even uh, even our, us as, as a <laughs> older rangatahi. <laughs> um, and, and, our, and our younger ones, I mean, just that lift in their whole spirit is so critical. Um, and so... You know, I want them to feel empowered that, you know, this is a taonga from me to them. Um, and it's it's been a very special journey and a very special thing to be able to, um, to hand over. And it's something I've wanted to do. Because if I'd had something like this 
um, when I was younger, it might have accelerated, um, I guess, some of my things, but obviously I had to go through a certain process so I could learn all of these, I guess, the, the trials and tribulations and the successes. But I guess what we want to do, oh, one of the things that's actually really critical with this as well is we partnered with um, a team of, actually you may know of the Team Afi, so the Afi app girls, the wahine from uh, Tairawhiti, yeah. So they're one of our partners for all the emotional intelligence side. So when we're taking them through the program, <laughs> when we're taking them through the program, um, I, I want the uh, rangatahi to feel like they can actually take good measure on, I guess, their emotional well-being through it. And it's not to, it's not to sort of, um, it's to acknowledge a moment in time. And when things get a bit tough or rough, we've got strategies that we can employ, but we don't want to take them back into crisis mode. It's almost kind of like going, you know, they might be a bit frustrated or something, and it's kind of like, hey, what are some strategies that we can pull you in? So Debs and Cedar um, are going to take care of that on um, on in our behalf. So we do what I'll call the technical stuff. They come in at an emotional level and support that. And at the end of it, the whole purpose is having that having that um, thing for them being able to acknowledge it and then being able to see, I guess, uh, the results because we measure it over the course of that entire period. So they started from day one right through till the end. They get to see just how they've actually coped throughout the whole process. And so, you know, I want to. I want them to see that they can do this, and it's kind of it builds that I guess evidence that um, even if they've had a bit of a tough start, you know, at the end of the day or at the end of the session, they might have lifted. So it's almost like evidence for them that they can reflect back on and go, "Hey, I remember that day I went into that session, and I was feeling." And it, throughout that one or two hours of doing this, or whenever, and even on the app, it's like I was. I felt better, and, and why was that? So it's being able to um, create those mindset strategies for them because you know life's tough, and uh, we didn't get those strategies growing up. So if I can, you know, um, I'm I'm pretty passionate about that stuff um, because with mental health being at an all-time high, um, I want to be able to try and have as many prevention measures in, in place as I can as they go through this pathways journey. Mm. Heidi, um, thinking about those young ones, our tamariki, how do we lift them into this space to be ready for that kind of thinking? How do we how do we improve their critical thinking um, and get them thinking with that mindset towards the future? We involve them in it. We involve them in the process. So, I mean, um, I guess the luxury with this with this app is that it's it's not it's um uh, there's no it is um, I don't know what you call it, but the rating is, is 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 I guess general. So there's no risk of them having it. Um, and if to be honest with you, if the parents are you know being able to download this and do this with their tamariki, it's cool. And I do have a manafano version of this as well, which hasn't officially been launched yet, but because I've been a bit busy. <laughs> Um, but, um, but, you know, I'd like to think that um, that anyone can pick up this resource and be able to um, and be able to share it and influence, you know, um, influence our young ones. Because, I mean, I've worked a lot. I've got a friend of mine that has an awesome program. Oh, actually, I met um, Samson and um, Henry. And, um, you know, I remember working with these nine-year-olds and thinking, holy hecka. Like, <laughs> so clever. And how did they know that? So I, mean, I guess we want to sort of be able to influence and encourage the same sort of behaviours where you've got all these, you know, young ones able to um, just join in and that they're not, they don't, and that they're not, they're not feeling, ex they're not feeling excluded, you know, from this process. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And I, um, we, 
I'm doing some uh, some work with some folks at the moment and we're talking about climate anxiety and I see the answer to that is in engaging with our tamariki in the truth of what's happening around them and explaining things to them so things stop being the boogeyman under the bed <laughs> and they and and we start when we have truth and understanding then we are also enabled with the tools on how we move forward and oh. I see this as a beautiful tool that you've created. Oh thank you. Thank you. Um, it has been exciting and scary and the same thing. As I sort of said, it's, um, I think I just wanted honesty, Maweta. Um, you know, that's, as I said, nothing about that hasn't come without a lot of emotional attachment. Um, and, you know, hopefully the uh, everyone that experiences it feels it. Uh, that was that was the intention. It's not so much the content that's written, it's actually probably the energy that's attached to the entire program and their ability for us to... Um, I guess I wanted to acknowledge um, our different cultures, our different learning and communication styles. So I, I you know, I, we we attempted our best to be able to put as much diversity in that whole learning platform as possible. One other thing I really want to um, talk about as well is the fact that it's actually a native app um, as well, which means that uh, you don't have to be online to um, to use it. You only have to be online to download it, and then it's fully um, available offline as well so once you download it you have it for life yeah well and that's I'm, so good yeah and I wanted I wanted to do that because my background and uh, working with Vodafone New Zealand we were working with remote communities as well who one didn't have access to internet or you know again the, the fact that they may not have had devices because I'm absolutely aware of that but this is the closest I could get to to being able to enable them to have to know that they can um, you know get this it's on Android and Apple um, and that they don't have to be online to be able to use it. I mean, there's there's some tasks in the, that you know you potentially will have to use some online stuff, but it's not. It's um, the majority of it you can just use the text box for or audio for. Mm. Let's squeeze in the second of your music choices. Let's have Aaron Neville, "Bird on a Wire." Mm. Why this one? Oh, it's my dad's, my late father's. So this is a very special one. Like a bird. On the wire, like a drum in a midnight choir, I have tried in my way to be free, like a fish on a hook, like a knight from some old-fashioned book, I have saved all my Like a beast with his 
Did I pick up that the program was intended to be a one-day workshop and because of the pandemic, it turned into something much more? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's completely expanded from its original co-papa. So as I said, it was originally, um, we were originally to reach a Rangatahi in the Otago region that were in transition. Um, I think the, the original terminology, which I don't like, is... They used to call them NEETs, which is not an employment educational training. Uh, so I'm going to call it in transition. <laughs> I'm not a fan of any phrase that starts with a not. <laughs> it's not really a good start. Uh, I think they've actually changed it since, which is good news. Um, and then, yeah, when we come back from the lockdown, just, you know, listening to Arangatahi and it's like, this is bigger than this. This is bigger than just one subject. This is bigger than, so I, I um, for me, it was an ethical um, transition to move from just and I didn't have to do it I just wanted to I thought you know what I can talk to you about entrepreneurship but I'm going to do one better than that I'm going to teach you how you can employ it in any aspect in any pathway because if you can think like a business leader um, you, you almost have a different way in which you consider the work mm-hmm. um, and it opens up the minds I guess um, you can be a wee bit more opportunistic in some of the discussions some of the relationships that you form um, and again you know, I think most people tend to think that, um, you know, when it comes to, a, you know, the whole word entrepreneur, um, I guess it's, you know, just people that um, just want to get shit done, to be honest with you. They just, they see a problem and they want to, they want to, you know, create a solution. Um, and I think everybody has an ability to do that. Um, and if they don't, they're going to be an awesome support mechanism for the ones that do. So actually, what's just uh, on that, the program itself is all based on the, um, a tour kind of um, uh, model so or framework where um, you might go into this as an individual but your peers are constantly there with you helping you through the process so we don't take anyone on an individual journey I mean they all have the individual goals um, but it's the teamwork that actually enhances that process as well um, because in most cases like as an example if we've got rangatahi that are going I want to start my own business mm. and we have other rangatahi that are going oh, I don't I don't really want to, but, you know, um, but I'm like, well, I'll usually sort of say to them, cool, well, you can help them build it. And they're like, what, auntie? Because they call me auntie or fire. Uh, and uh, and they're like, what do you mean? I said, come on, 
let's get the you know let's exercise a little bit of this so within five minutes they're like pumping because they're going I didn't even realize I could do this and I'm like you know everybody can contribute in whatever way shape or form and I think just being able to sort of I guess encourage that I guess the curiosity and almost the fear to go no let's just give this a crack you're in safe hands we'll guide you through this and then next minute (laughs) they're off doing their own thing and to be fair to be actually honest as a facilitator it's probably one of the easiest programs to facilitate because we get them into such a happy place that they just go and do it themselves we just have to sit and watch and and well that's not necessarily true but and in fairness it's a very um you know it's a very easy thing because we've just got the the wider was high and it's pumped and it's and they're just off there doing their own thing and each you know so we take everybody through um uh peered uh peer, peer support uh projects whether it's starting their own business we also get them to peer support um cv creation as well and then we also introduce them at the end of it as well as you know um i'm a big outcomes focused person and uh you know we can't just take them through this and then have nowhere for them to go so at the end of the um each of the programs uh each of the sessions um we then uh get them to do a pitch just and just simple not not like in their typical sort of pitch sort of thing but get them to exercise a little bit of it um and then we also have meet and greets with employers and then meet and greets with a whole heap of different sort of people um, around the motu who can, I guess, shed some light on their sort of ambitions and, I guess, bridge the gap of fear and possibilities and opportunities. So everything's about um, a manakita. It's all about those relationships. Yeah. You and I have sat on a lot of those pitches over the past few years, Heidi, and it is <laughs> it is about possibilities, isn't it? And ex- mm. it, and you can see that people are excited, even if they even if the business has got such a long way to go to be a viable business, but just the delights in the eyes of that possibility is is mm. makes it all worthwhile. It's allowing them to. I mean, I think in the sense that you know, when we're growing up, you know, and my and I loved going to school, but there was always there was always, I guess, some um, some discipline that would kind of happen if you didn't if you asked too many questions or if you did, you know, if you did got something wrong. There wasn't a lot of encouragement um, there, and I think what we want to do, what Manarangatahi is, it's like, no man, we want to encourage all of the questions that come out. No question is considered stupid. It's investigation and exploration. So. Um, you know, I like the idea that, you know, in many cases, we we position these guys um, to be uh, to be the leaders in that moment in time. And they're like, well, oh, are you going to let me have that responsibility? I'm like, yeah, yeah, because I'm going to go and make a cup of tea so you can run the, you know, like I'm I'm joking. But it's, you know, we, we want them to um, have, that, have that care and respect for each other and also for our environment. So um, I'm a great believer when it comes to relationship building, one of the challenges I've seen is around uh, the challenge that I guess we have now is building relationships because technology has made it a little bit uh, more of a, um, you know, having technology has kind of created a very a different way in which we communicate. So when they go and when they're seeing someone in person, it's like, how do I do this? I'm like, what? Say hello, kia ora. <laughs> like and they're like what i said yeah just that just greet them for a start <laughs> and then if they can offer them a cup of tea or a bicky if you're lucky <laughs> but the simple stuff that we got brought up with talking about encouraging all of the questions i have a set of questions to end the show with and not very much time so we're going to have to rattle heidi mm. what is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years uh launching this program this app yeah and this program 
What's your superpower? Connecting dots. <laughs> do, you, do you consider yourself to be an activist? Um, I think I've answered this in the past, and I, th- I think proactivist, if there's such a word. Um, I, li- I like the idea of actually um, yeah, seeing something in advance of a particular problem. <laughs> so what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, making a difference, yeah. Make, knowing that um, whatever my actions are at any point during a day or a week or a month, that someone's going to have a positive um, response from it, yeah. And positive impact, especially what, in this crazy world. <laughs> yes. What is the biggest challenge or opportunity that you're looking forward to in the next couple of years? Oh, <laughs> biggest challenge or opportunity? Oh, well, dare I say it, being able to travel with this as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the borders reopening and being able to take this cope up in this, in, um, around the, the world in person. <laughs> uh, and challenge, if I... Um, the challenge is finding more facilitators um, as part of my succession plan, which is, yeah, and it's more being able to scale up fast because of the demand. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? I think in the sense that um, I think probably one of the most important things is, you know, um, don't forget to love and, and care for each other. There's been a lot of um, fairly adverse I guess, uh, reactions and responses. It's been a very tough time. And I think, uh, I guess, I'm proud of where we've come during a very turbulent period of our lives, but we've managed to get through it, even if it hasn't been comfortable or easy. Um, And I think we've learned a lot about um, what's meaningful in our lives and hopefully that will position everybody for a better future. Mm. Thank you for that. Moera. Heidi, I think you've created something that will make uh, transformation occur. And it's always a beautiful thing to, you know, to be able to sit as an observer at the beginning of something that will make change. So I congratulate you and thank you for your commitment to making life better for our rangatahi and our tamariki and their whanau. Thanks for all the work that you do. And please don't ever stop. Kia ora. Namahi kia korua and namahi uh, for that uh, wonderful, um, those wonderful comments. Yeah, it is, um, it feels nice and it feels right to be doing this. And I just want to help and I don't want it to be inaccessible or unaffordable. I want it to be reachable in every way I possibly can. Um, and also, <laughs> I want to be upskilled from Ronnie to Sam, or actually probably both of you actually, I'll be looking for support in as to how I actually enhance my writing and even my research <laughs> capabilities. Um, yeah, but no, it has been fun and I just uh, and, and I just want everybody to enjoy it, embrace it um, and keep on asking questions. Mm. Thank you. Kia ora. It's astounding. Time is fleeting, madness takes its toll, but listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control.
just a jump to the left. Blowing bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We are broadcast on Otago Access Radio every Monday, Wednesday and Friday afternoons at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. And from Dunedin, we've been joined by Heidi Renata. That was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. Matiwa. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.